Blog Talk Radio. <clears throat> Commissioner T, the Madden Voice is live. I am simulcasting live on Facebook. Not going to do Facebook for long, but for a minute or two, just in case any of my Facebook friends want to tune in. They get a little free uh, sneak peek of the show. Um, but you can only hear me. If you're on Facebook, you can only hear me. <laughs> you know, which, I mean, you know, why, who else would you really want to hear? But I do have co-hosts that you may want to hear. So go ahead and click on that link that's on my wall, the Madden Voice. Show number five, season preview. We are finally, football is finally here. We are less than 48 hours away from the start of the NFL season. And, you know, it is, it is the shortest pro sports season and the longest wait. And we can't wait for football to get started. And it's fantastic. We've got a game on Thursday. We've got games on Sunday. And we've got two games Monday night. So there's a lot going on. But, again, if you see me on Facebook – Thank you for tuning in. But click on the link on my wall so you can hear everybody, because right now I'm about to bring everybody on the air. I'm about to bring them on all on right now. First, we've got the guy who is the doctor of philosophy, the Chicago Bears fan himself. Dr. Train, welcome to the Madden Voice. What's up, T? What's up, Train? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, people going listening, man. You gotta got a little more, little, just no emotion. What's up, T? Come on, baby. I'm sorry, man. I I didn't want to take a whole lot of time trying to uh, talk. You said you were gonna bring us all on, so I'm I'm ready. Well, I'm bringing you on one at a time. That's all I'm saying. So that's Doctor oh, Train. And again, okay. and again. To my Facebook audience, first time I'm trying this. If you like what you're hearing, you want to hear more about the NFL, listen to this great show, me and my three co-hosts. Click on the link on my wall, and then you can hear me and everybody else. Because in about a minute or two, I'm going to sign off of Facebook because you're only going to get one-fourth of the show. Uh, Next up, we got a guy from Indianapolis, big Pittsburgh Steelers fan, huge, huge Madden player, one of the best Madden players to ever play the game. If you don't believe me, go ahead, YouTube Madden Nation Season 4. The man is known as K-Star. Welcome to the Madden Voice. Hey, what's up? We got to improve my intro a little bit. We got to include the fact that for all those who are listening right now, um, totally won 30 grand last year in daily fantasy sports football. So what's up? Yeah, we got to look at the resume a little bit. Oh, yeah. oh, it's, oh, it's yeah, like yeah. that. We got to ah, add listen, all that. Train, train's going to bring a week. I got to bring it strong. So here we are. All right. And all really, right. there's, there's going to be there's gonna, there's gonna be where you, you start point just because I've Oh, okay. It's all your fault. Okay. Oh, so, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, 
Let me put it to you like this. The relevance of that is, okay, on to the next guy that I'm going to introduce. And this guy is actually not, in case case you're new to the Madden voice and listening and checking us out for the first time, I do broadcast live from Bristol, Connecticut, my hometown. Happens to be the home of ESPN, but that's more of a coincidence than anything else. Um, And I have three co-hosts around the country that join us. We've been doing the show for almost nine years now, so we'll be celebrating 10 years very, very soon. Dr. Train was one of the first co-hosts. And then, of course, K-Star's been on and off the show a few times, but has been consistent for the last few years. And then the last guy to join us, guy's kind of special to me. He's also from Bristol, Connecticut. And uh, right now he's living down in Atlanta. Dr. Train calls him the voice of reason. I just call him my younger brother. JB, welcome to the Madden Voice. As always, pleasure to be here. Less than 48 hours, like you said. Denver, Carolina. Here we go. This is what it's all about, fellas. We got our own four horsemen right on here tonight. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> all right. So listen, to my Facebook audience, my friends, and anybody who decided to, to, to click on and say hello, thank you. I appreciate it. Much love from Big T. Uh, right now, I'm Commissioner T. You may see me in other facets and know me as Big T, or you may just know me as T. Whatever it is, thank you. I appreciate you all. Appreciate the love. If you want to hear the rest of the show, it's right on my wall. Just go ahead and click the link to the Madden Voice. It's right there, and you can hear me. Dr. Train, you could hear K-Star, and you can hear JB. We're going to talk about, let me tell you what we're going to talk about, and then I'm going to get off of Facebook. We're going to talk about um, the preview of the NFL season. We're going to talk about a little bit more on Kaepernick. We're going to talk about the Redskins, and with all of this talk about race relations, is it finally time for the Redskins to change their name? We're going to talk about Bradford and how Bradford got traded to the Vikings, and was that a good move? And we're going to talk about Mr. Butt Fumble himself, Mark Sanchez, going to my Dallas Cowboys. Tony Romo, not on injured reserve. What does that mean? So we have an action-packed show tonight. And if you want to hear more, Facebook friends, Facebook family, all you have to do is go ahead, click on the link on my wall, and that will bring you right into the show. That's all you have to do. It's that easy. You can do it from your cell phone. You can do it from your computer. Tablet, just click the link on the wall and you get the full show. If I stay on Facebook, just get me. And I know that's actually pretty good. But I want you to get the full flavor of the show. So I'm going to sign off with Facebook. I want to thank everybody that decided to tune in and check me out live on Facebook. But now I hope you click over, check out the link so that you can get. I got my man Marcus saying stay live, it's easier. Problem Marcus, Marcus actually is a friend of mine. Actually, Marcus works for ESPN, just in case anybody. You know, cares. He works for ESPN. I care. Um, Marcus, the problem is all you will get is me if, if I just stay live, and I know I'm dynamic. I know I'm incredible. But I want you guys to get the full <laughs> show because I've got some other guys on here that are pretty doggone good too. So come on, click on the link. If you write on that, that Samsung Note 7 you got, all you got to do is click that link, Marcus, and I know you can hear us live. So Facebook, I want to thank you guys. It's been lovely. I'm going on to the rest of the show. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right. All right. Hopefully, you know, people join, will be joining in and listening to the show. And um, I just wanted to try something new, guys. You know, that whole live, everyone's doing live videos. And uh, um, I said, well, why not? Why not? So 
here we are. So let's start off with talking. Uh, let's let's continue where we left off. It's been another week, and Colin Kaepernick is still in the news. Um, you know, anybody? Are there any additional thoughts? And one of the things that changed from last week to this week, and for those of you who have lived in Iraq, lived under a cave, or don't really um, understand this meshing of politics and and sports, Colin Kaepernick is currently. Um, the backup quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, one-time starter, and he has a huge contract. So he is kind of well-known in football circles. And a couple of games ago, decided to sit down uh, on the sideline for the national anthem, created a big ruckus. He then went and talked to some veterans, got some advice, and has changed it now to to a knee. Thought that the knee would be a little more respectful, but still making his point that he's not going to stand based on all the crime and all the stuff that's been going on that he feels is targeted towards minorities, targeted towards people of color, and this country and not being handled properly. And he, he wants to see solutions. And not only that, but in the last week... He has said that he's going to give a million dollars. I'm not sure where the million dollars is going, but he's given a million dollars to help fund something that's going to cause that that he thinks might stimulate some change. And he's trying to work with different groups. And what started to me as this huge negative thing is now slowly really turning into where more and more people are supporting and and getting behind him. Uh, K-Star, I'll start with you. You were one originally who was kind of hard on Kaepernick, and then throughout the show last week, you came around and I even saw you post something, uh, and, and you, you started to see uh, the other side of that. A week later, what are your thoughts on the whole Kaepernick situation? Um, it's good to see that he's talking about donating some money to charity. I think I even brought that up uh, the previous week that, you know, it seems like that would be something he should want to do or should be actively doing to promote more positive change. And um, I think President Obama even spoke out on this too. So if his goal was to get people talking about the issues, he certainly has accomplished that. Okay. All right. The voice of reason, JP, any additional thoughts from last week? Any revelations in the week that has gone by? I mean, it's, it's nice to see that the message is spreading throughout the NFL. Some of his NFL colleagues doing the same thing. It's, it spread over to uh, to women's soccer. It, 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 the more awareness there is about the issues, the more conversation we can have. And I really think that's his initial uh, thought process. Let's just have a conversation about it. Let's bring awareness to it so we can talk about it more. So it's good to see it spreading, not just throughout the NFL community, but also to uh, to different sports. Dr. Tran, I'm going to ask you a little bit of a different question. Mm-hmm. Gabbert, it was named the starter. Chip Kelly, questionable relationship with players over in Philadelphia. Is there a connection to Gabbert being the starter and all the controversy with Kaepernick? Um, truth be told, man, I, I can only answer that question. Where I don't know. I, I can't. I can't really say only because we didn't really see Kaepernick on the field for real until almost the fourth. Game. He played a little bit in the third, but we really didn't get a chance to see him to be in a fourth preseason game. So you've been having Gabbert kind of roll with the one. So there may be, but based on just from a football perspective, just purely from watching preseason games, you know, I can't, I, I can't really, I, I can't really call call. 
Okay, same right. question. K-Star or JB, any thoughts on the connection between Chip Kelly and what many of us perceive as strained relationships he's had with players and Kaepernick not being the starter? Yeah, he hasn't been there. He's had a dead arm up until week three of the preseason. Uh, he's been on, you know, physically unable to perform list uh, for some of the preseason too. So, I mean, it makes sense. Kaepernick certainly has that upside. You know, Kaepernick certainly didn't play well last season. And I want to kill this Chip Kelly narrative crap because here's the thing. Chip Kelly didn't cut this guy. It really could have been easy for him to do given the quote-unquote distractions the NFL teams hate. Certainly did not do that. I wouldn't be surprised he played for him this year, but, you know, I, I can only imagine that the conversations him and Eric Chippen and Colin had, you know, were, were positive because something's changed in terms of how Colin's approaching the situation. It remains positive, and, uh, yeah, the, at this point, to me, it just seems like he had more reps, uh, Gabbard did, with the first team throughout tra- uh, training camp and preseason. Yeah, well, 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 I want to back up, and I want to, I want to um, just back up for a minute. Um, you, you think it would have been that easy for him to just cut Kaepernick with all of the attention swirling? You think he would? Have, you think the not starting? You can defend. I think. I mean, Gabbert. I, I don't know. Blaine Gabbert. I mean, guy done nothing in the NFL. I mean, nothing. You know, at least Kaepernick. You know, has played in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, and I know he had a dead arm for a little while, but the arm has woken back up. But you really think that that um, Chip Kelly could have cut him? First of all, with all of the controversy swirling, I don't know about that. Second of all, um, Cap got a pretty good contract, so I don't even know. Trade, maybe, someone's going to take that contract. But I don't know if he could cut him without a severe salary cap hit. So I don't think giving him that kind of credit is worthy of this discussion because you know we can look we can go to you know over to cap.com and look at the salary cap hit but i'm pretty sure that it would have been a significant hit so cutting ain't cutting ain't gonna happen uh trade possible there were talks about I, I'll end up. You, go ahead I, i'll tell you what i do what i do question though and it's just you know this is just and i understand you you have to be a coach and you got to get your team ready but man we all know that Kaepernick is the better quarterback of and even though I get the whole dead arm, he, you know, he switched his diet, he came back smaller, it it does beg the question, considering Chip Kelly's previous relationship with, with players uh, for Philadelphia, I mean, does he really care to get this to get this guy to be his top QB, knowing that his potential is way higher than Blaine Gap? That's what I'm that's what I'm failing to see. Because I, I, I don't even think he really cares about the whole movement of what, whatever Kaepernick is trying to do personally. But that's just that's just my personal opinion. But is he really trying to help, you know, trying to get this guy to be his quarterback at the end of the day? That, that's, that's the one thing I question. I mean, he never – the Niners talked about, you know, releasing Kaepernick in the offseason, about trading him. There was no – and calling himself in uh, – so that he didn't want to play at San Francisco in the offseason. So they had certainly discussions whether or not to even keep him. They did. Um, but, I mean, let's face it, Colin Kaepernick last year was not a good player at all. You know, he got benched for Colin. He got benched for Blaine Gabbert, who actually outperformed him. So, 
while physically he certainly has more upside, I mean, is he have a guy who doesn't play at all during preseason, really? Except for uh, last but you know week. what makes and you have an installed new system, it might be a little bit harder to get him on the field right away. But you know what makes players good though that do have potential, right? Coaching. Yeah, person, yeah, player, all the talent in the world. If he don't get coached right, he just brought talent. Yeah, and let's not forget the mass exodus out of San Francisco after Harbaugh left and went back to college. So it wasn't like he had a lot of material to work with last season. Um, you know, didn't have a coach worth a, worth a damn over there in San Francisco. Everybody either left, either retired or, um, you know, got traded or, you know, the roster was completely – I mean, 49ers were a laughingstock last season. Um, so you're, you're right. I, I agree with Train. There's no working material. And just for the record, I looked it up real quick. You're talking about seven and a half million of dead money um, if they had if they had cut them. You know. And I think the other thing to realize is, you know, because we hear it in the media doesn't mean it's true. And because we hear it in the media doesn't mean that they're not playing media chess. They they could be. You know. Well, let's let's talk about what we may or may not do to see if there's any interest in Kaepernick. To see if there's there were talks that maybe the Vikings would go that direction. Frankly, I don't know why they didn't. Um, they gave up the farm to get Bradford, but um, I think Kaepernick would have been a better fit over there. You know, if if the numbers worked out, I think Kaepernick would have been a better fit over there in Minnesota. But you know. What do we know? If you're listening to the show and, uh, you know, on the Internet and you want to call in, there is a call-in number. If you want to join the conversation, 347-838-9525. Once again, if you're out there listening and you want to join the conversation, 347-838-9525. You can catch us on Twitter. It's at The Madden Voice. You can catch us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash The Madden Voice. And while you're there, go ahead and like the page, tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, while I'm on Bradford, when we look at the Kaepernick situation and kind of a segue into talking about Bradford, because I think if the number, and I, I didn't sit down and do the numbers, so I don't know Minnesota's salary cap situation and if they could afford it, but let's assume um, that they could. I, I'm not sure why they went after Bradford instead of Kaepernick. Anybody have any thoughts on that? Uh, JB? Any thoughts on the Bradford situation? I agree 100%. Agree 100%. You gave up a first round and a fourth round, which could lead to a potential third round, depending upon playing time and, and other incentives and what have you. Look, I mean, everybody knows what, what Bradford brings to the table. I mean, it's kind of like Sanchez. They've been both, to me, the mirror images of one another. One was just lucky. other one was, was slightly unlucky. But – in order to make sure you're showing up in quarterback position, get a quarterback out there that's been a proven winner. Yeah, he had a bad year last year, was hurt and all that. Yeah, he won out of San Francisco. Now he's, he's fine with it, and there's a lot of turmoil going on over there. But you've got a young, dynamic quarterback with a ton of upside. Why not take a chance on getting him on the field for your team? I would have gone that route my, myself first and foremost. But, again, that's just me. With, with Bradford, I mean, the guy's throwing as many touchdowns as he's a million dollars per touchdown he's throwing, I guess, is what the whole thing is. It's not going to change. Well, well, no, well, no, well, I don't think any team, all, all, none of them wants, wants the media behind behind what Kaepernick is doing. None of them wants, wants the media attention. Um, also, I think it, it's, uh, it's also 
based on what you've been able to see thus far. You know, all you know, the last thing they remember about Kaepernick is the fall of Kaepernick in, in San Francisco. His his play uh dipping quite a bit. And when you make that comparison to Sam Bradford, no, Sam Bradford uh isn't isn't great, but his numbers at the quarterback position fit almost exactly what they got last year and they were turning they they were they were ten and six last I mean they won the division. So remember, what when they look at it from really it's not just the stats that you put up as wins and losses, and you've got a dynamic, you got yeah. a strong, you got a strong defense in Minnesota. You want a guy that's not going to turn the ball over, not going to make bad decisions. He had a strong defense with the Rams. He had a strong defense, but well, not as strong, but a relatively strong defense with the Eagles. Still couldn't do anything. You know, and, 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 and it wasn't but let me jump in and say this, Chan. I'm going to disagree with one thing. Because you said teams don't want the controversy. I beg to differ. Because who right now is the number one selling jersey in the NFL? That would be Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> that would be Colin Kaepernick. Okay? So now we're, now we're talking money. Okay, now we're talking ticket sales. Now we're talking, you know, people turning on the TV in, in the local San Francisco market, advertising dollars. Now we're talking a situation where this backup quarterback who hasn't really done anything worth note in a couple of seasons now becomes, uh, you know, a money-making uh, vehicle for a franchise that's long past their glory years. I mean, you know, the, the 49ers are one of the storied NFL franchises back in the Eddie DeBarlado, Jerry Rice, Bill Walsh, Steve Young, Joe Montana days, okay? And they haven't seen those glory years in a long time. Had a little flash under Harbaugh, made a Super Bowl, whatever, didn't win, but made it. Um, but as far as dynasty goes, they haven't been relevant in a very long time, okay? Um, knocking on the door, but, you know, ain't nobody home. But now we got a situation where they're on the news. And I'm not just talking Sports Center. I'm talking about turn on the Today Show. You know, I'm talking about yeah. your NBC nightly, nightly news with Lester Holt. You know, and who's the third story? Colin Kaepernick and his big old puffy afro. I'm going to say this, though. Colin, man, if you want to make a political statement about equality and, and, and fairness in this country, don't wear a Fidel Castro Cuba shirt uh, on the interview, brah. Okay, that, that probably wasn't the smartest thing to do. Probably wasn't the smartest thing to do. But, I mean, it's, it's turning into a vehicle for money-making. Ain't anybody in the NFL nine ten billion dollar television contract that's allergic to financial prosperity okay um and and i will assure you that uh you know that that game everybody wanted to see either live or replay did he stand did he sit what did he do i mean people that don't even watch football is the game on hey is the 49ers on let me see if that guy with the big afro stood up or sit, sat down it's gonna be the lead story for a while and he doesn't want that but tell me, but I firmly believe the 49ers, they're going to sit back and enjoy that. They're going to enjoy that prosperity. Now, now also part of that deal, 49ers took the hit on the, uh, or took them over, over 50% of the hit on the salary for Sam Brown. Not 49ers, but uh, the Eagles. They took so over, over half the salary. Oh, hmm? they did? Interesting. Yes, they did. They did. They yeah. covered over half. They covered more than more than half the salary in that deal for this year. Can well, I they, get, got cap, they, they, they yeah, but, got the cap space to do it. 
Minnesota doesn't have a ton of cap space. San Francisco, ironically, does have a ton of cap space. But can I can I just so, I mean I I did I didn't have it on um I didn't have it on the list to talk about, but I just have to I have to ask this question. And I know we have some Cowboys fans on the show. We've got a Bears fan and we've got a, a Steelers fan. So we don't really have a Philly fan. I wish there was a Philly fan that would call in and, and just help me understand why. <laughs> I mean, I mean, why? I, you know, you trade away your starting quarterback a week before the season starts for currently – an unproven rookie. I mean, I get it. Guy was what number two in the, in the draft. I get it. The potential, but really, that man, my only, only answer to that is all in on the rebuild. It's just all in on the rebuild. It's all in on the rebuild. Yeah. Why even waste they time did. with them, bro? Yeah, they didn't have a first round. They didn't have a first round pick. They didn't have a first-round pick next year either because they traded it for uh, Carson Wentz. So it's kind of like, you know, restoring what they had, they had lost to acquire Wentz to figure might as well give him experience and then also now have a first-round pick for next year. My thing is, why not start Chase Daniel, who's been in the league a lot longer than obviously Carson Wentz has. Carson Wentz, Division II player. Uh, you've got Chase Daniel, who, yes, he's been a perennial backup, but at least he has NFL experience and he's been under – uh, Andy Reid out in Kansas City, so he's got some some skills. Hopefully, he's acquired some skills being in that position. Now he comes over to the Eagles with a chance to compete for a backup role with Bradford being there as a starter, cemented in as a starter. Now Bradford being gone, why not give it to, to Chase Daniel and have Carson Wentz be the backup, especially since Wentz is still healing from a, a rib injury he suffered in preseason. I'm assuming okay, they wanted to go ahead and take his lunch. But but here, see, so so what we're saying, what I mean, what you guys are saying, it seems like the three of you are saying is Philadelphia is saying, okay, just bag the season then, okay? There, you know, so you're sending a message to your fans, you're sending a message to the NFL, you're sending a message to the other teams. Yeah, we know, you know, we're not going to be competitive, so you know, we're just we're we're you know, hey, we'll get rid of our starter. We'll go to the guy with just I think they're I think begin with once they saw what he was doing. I don't think they were really that high on him. And to get a first-round pick for him, I'd snatch at it. Yeah, I would have done the same thing. And I think maybe they're also speaking to the division. I mean, they just saw the Cowboys with Romo. You know, they, the, the Giants still haven't really proven anything. The Redskins, they won last year, um, you know, with, with Kirk Cousins. So maybe they feel like they still can compete. I mean, they have a really good front seven defensively. They have a good running back in Matthews. I mean, maybe they feel like they can compete with a rookie. You know, Dallas lost theirs. You know, their starter, we're going to lose ours. Whatever, we'll see what happens. Hmm. All right, I guess we'll see. I I still don't I, – I think for, for Minnesota and their situation, I think they would have been better off trying to make a play for Kaepernick. But maybe maybe they did, and maybe San Francisco said, no, thanks, we like our number one jersey sales. Um, <laughs> you know, who knows? Um, if you want to call in, the number is 347-838-9524, 347-838-9524. You can go ahead and send us a tweet on Twitter at the Madden Voice. And, uh, hey, go ahead and look at the Facebook page. It's facebook.com backslash the Madden Voice. JB, you wanted to say something? Well, I was just going to say to, to piggyback on what you said earlier with the uh, the cap hit that that Kaepernick would have seven and a half million in, in dead money. I think his his cap number is around fifteen point six mil. 
So that that might squander stuff on San Francisco's side. You look at Minnesota's overall cap issue; they don't have any space for um, for trying to get him signed anyway. So that could have been just a matter of financial terms. And maybe they did talk and just found out that they can't afford that contract. Yeah, that's possible. That's possible. I guess the other thing, usually that kind of stuff leaks out, you know, and I, we heard nothing about any type of uh, play for Kaepernick. And usually that stuff, those discussions end up, someone ends up leaking it out. Um, so, but hey, you know, it's, it's any, everything with the NFL at this point, since we haven't even played one game this season is we'll wait and see what happens. Cause no matter how much we think we know, the one thing I've learned over the years is we really don't know anything. And that goes for, and that goes for all of us. It's all just a guess right now. Um, I will, uh, before you move, move on from, from Kaepernick, one thing I would like to add to this whole, um, uh, based on the, the first, the first question that you asked that, uh, you know, even though Kaepernick has, has, decided to uh, compromise a bit and go ahead and take the knee to, to in an effort to really get his point across that he, he's not trying to show any disrespect to the military. You know, it's still showing to us, like, people are, you still see people who are saying, well, that's just not enough. And that's the part that I'm, that I'm actually, you know, it, it, I'm, I'm actually lucky. I'm because now you're seeing the real. Because for some people, the the need still is not enough. They want they want the exact stand up, put your hand over your heart. So you're still even though he's he's done a bit of a compromise, explained his point, plans to uh, donate uh, a million dollars to to different charities, and people still not you know there are people who still got something to say simply because his hand over his heart. You still see. It. You know, I'll 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 say this, Doctor Train. Um, you know, and I and I try not to. This isn't a political show; it's an NFL show. Although last week the title of the show was "Politics Meets the NFL." Race relations have been front and center, um, you know, for the last few years, and certainly Donald Trump and some of the things he said and done uh, has has kept it front and center. Um, and I think what what I am realizing is the more we talk about race, I laugh at all the people that say um, how far we've gotten because it shows me that we are nowhere near as far as maybe people thought with the election of Mm -hmm. a black president. We're not there Mm -hmm. yet, you know, and and people need to realize those that are out there living in la-la land that think, Go ahead and, and just scroll through your Facebook feed and read some of the stuff that people are saying about this man who has said, I respect the military, I love my country, but here's the problem. And this isn't a new problem. This is, this is we can go back. I mean, we've, black people have only been able to vote for 51 years, okay? That's, that's almost my age. <laughs> I was born right after the Civil Rights Act. I mean, sorry, the Voting Rights Act was signed. So think about that for a minute. Just think about that for a minute. We have only been able to vote for 51 years. That's it. And yet people are blind to the fact that there are still challenges, not just for people of color, for us, uh, low-income people, socioeconomically challenged people, returning veterans that come over here and get treated like garbage. You know, it, it, it is a problem in this country, and I applaud anybody who is one 
trying to bring more attention to that plight and two, willing to put his money where his mouth is. He's not just sitting on the sidelines, but he's giving money. And he ha- this ain't the- he has a track record speaking out on these things. It only became an issue when somebody spotted him sit down for the national anthem. He didn't go to the press and say, watch, look at what I'm about to do. He didn't go on Twitter and say, here's what I'm about to do. He did it. And then it, and then it spiraled or, or, you know, it took off and I commend him for that. But then of course, the next thing is where do we go from here? You know, where, where yeah. do we go? And, and unfortunately for every comment I see of someone that is in support, that at least understands that the man had the right to do that, even if you don't agree. I wouldn't do that. That's not my way, but I don't knock his way. But for every one comment that I see where someone's in support of it, and I go, all right, there's someone else that's name-calling and burning his jersey, and, you know, and if you don't like this country, get out, and hey, hey, hold on. (laughs) You know, this this country, the reason... We have the right to do that in this country. Was that? Yeah. I was going to say part of the sales probably went up because people bought jerseys to burn. Just saying. Which is hilarious. Hey, that's okay. You're going to be that stupid. You're going to go buy a jersey just to burn it. I saw the guy on YouTube, whatever. He got his video, went viral. I think he did that because he wanted his video to go viral, and and, and it did. I think people are so social uh, media conscious. They do things just to get likes, just to get, you know, responses. Just You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a different world out there today. But anyway, I digress. Let's move on. Um, with all of this talk about Kaepernick and social outcry, I want to go back to a topic we've had on the show before, and that's the Washington Redskins. And the reason I do that, it is a, there's a colleague of mine, a friend of mine out there, BJ. Um, I, I don't know if BJ's listening or not. I keep telling him he needs to listen. He actually needs to call in. But uh, BJ, he plays in a band. He's a good friend of mine. And he's a huge, 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 as, on our level of support for his pro team, he's a Redskins fan. So obviously him and I go at it time to time, politely, but we still go at it because, you know, I'm a Cowboy fan and he's not. So anyway, um, and he had posted something about Kaepernick, and then he got into it with somebody, and then he said, well, what do I know? My team has a racist name. And I was like, wow, you know. And for years, I've been saying, like, you know, get over it. I mean, that's, you know, that's their name. That's their franchise. Like, you know, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I personally, I'm rethinking my position now. You know, now I'm starting to think, hmm. You know, is it is it is it worth offending anybody to keep the name Redskin? You know, and and I started thinking, what if they were called because you know Washington is is about eighty percent African American, and I started thinking, what if they were called the Washington Darkskins? Right? You know, how would I feel? What if they were called? the Washington, you know, Negroes, you know, and I get it. People say, well, that's not the same, but is it? Maybe it is. Is it or is it? Isn't it? I, 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 don't, I don't know. Train, I'm going to ask you, you know, I don't know where you stand on this. I think the last time we discussed this, I think we were kind of all on the same page that, eh, you know, leave it alone. But in, lieu, in, in, in light of current events, and things that have gone on in this country, and I have to go back to Donald Trump and some of his comments about the wall and Mexico and Muslims and, and Mexicans and all that stuff. 
I don't know now. I'm starting to I'm starting to think maybe there's a valid point there. I don't know. Train, help me out here. What do you think? I'm really gonna just say maybe make this one sentence because it's one of those where uh, it's really come down to the owner. If I was the owner, I'd change it. It, it would be just it would be just just as simple. I find a new name. I pull my marketing team. I do whatever, but I go ahead and change. Mm. I wouldn't. Keep, I wouldn't keep the name. Okay. Okay. JB, your thoughts. Well, a bit of a precedent has been set with the um, St. John's University. It used to be called the Redmen back in the back in the day, but I think it was about fifteen, twenty years ago they changed their name to the Red Storm for that simple fact that they didn't want to offend uh, Native Americans. So I'm kind of in the same boat with Trina. I like, I like tradition. I like having folks with the initial name that they came into the league with. But I think right now we got to acknowledge the fact that it is 2016. We do have to make some changes, and, and I wouldn't have a problem if they did change the name to something more more appropriate. What it, What that name is, I have no idea, but something a little bit more appropriate. Okay. Well, K-Star, <laughs> what do you think? I mean, I'll leave it to the fans of the Redskins and D.C., honestly. It's their team. It's the owner's team. It, if I'm the owner, I would give it them, and I believe he has, and I believe the fans overwhelmingly want to keep it. They're the ones who are, you know, the season ticket holders and purchasing the, the jerseys and so on and so forth. Um, so I, I would keep it. That, uh, if that's what they wanted to do. So you will let the fans decide. You don't have you don't have an opinion either way. No, as an owner, I mean, that for me, it's like, all right, well, it's going to take a lot. To, what would it cost for this name to change? And I would say, all right, well, what do the fans of this team think? Are they offended by it, or are they proud of the team name? And if so, then why change it? We would kind of just treat it like a internal democracy. But let me let me just but let me say this to you. Is this a situation where you actually allow a democracy to decide, or do you err on the side of if if one person is offended, that's one person no, too many? No, because we're not talking about but 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 we're talking about race relations in this country that are already sensitive, that are already frayed, that are already stressed, and why would we let a, a majority? Because frankly, in this country. This country somewhere around 65% Caucasian. So if we let, the, the, you know, when it comes to race relations and things like that, and if we let the country make all those decisions, well, <laughs> we may not get far at all. You, well, you hear I mean, what I'm saying? The first all the country, yeah, but the first all the country does make the decisions when it comes to voting for something like the president. But this is something in which... I'm not. If I'm the owner, I'm not going to let people change my name, my team name for me. The only ones in which really would be relevant for me are my own people who are purchasing these season tickets and are fans of the team, the ones who are funding this team, and, and yeah, I mean, uh, reaping again just the season ticket holders. So, you know, if people, if if someone is offended, I mean, they're likely not a Redskins fan. If and if they are, well, then you know, there's a discussion to be had, but of the of the offended people, how many are they? How many are there relative to how many are the proponents of the team name? And let's go from there. I mean, but my assumption is that it's it's far skewed on the other side where there's 
people who, who, you know, are about the roots and history of the team name and, and want to keep it as such because they're Redskins fans and it's all, you know, they, they care to be. Well, so, uh, let me so just okay, start. let me okay. let me just just okay. one quick one thing, and then I'll let change up it. Really, we don't make mm-hmm. many decisions. That's why we have elected officials. Um, we we vote and have representation that goes in, and then they make they really make the decision. So no, we really don't. And and so my point so, is, um, this is isn't constituent. Well, but they still make the decision. They still make the decision, and you know, it, 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 you know. We're not making the decision other than who's representing us. It, but, but you're talking about a situation where it's a democracy and there is no ownership. Now, that's not, that's not the NFL. There is an actual owner, and it's his team. He can do what he damn well please as long as he get. Sometimes he's got to get permission from the NFL. I think the new name would have to be approved by the league. But beyond that, if he wants to change the name, he can change the name, and that's it. He don't have to get anybody's okay. And I and, and go ahead, train. No, I just want to clarify. You wanted to jump in. No, I just wanted to make sure I understood uh, K Star position. Not not a, not whether or right or wrong. I just wanted to make sure I understood. Basically, you're saying if 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 you were an owner, you you pretty much the the decision to change the name would be based on. Uh, you finding out who it offends and 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 how many and whether they are even fans of the team, so to speak. Right. If I'm an owner of a team, I'm looking at who is funding this team, who is bringing in revenue for the team, right? And then I would say, okay, well, how many of this this of these people are, are offended? From, that are you know Redskins fans and actually are Redskins supporters, and of that group, you know again I would see how many were were the uh, people lie on each side of the fence and then see if, if if it's really that close. Maybe we need to consider changing it because hey, the, half the fan base is torn, the other half say uh, is on the other side, and and then it becomes a decision where it's like all right, well as an owner I need to step in, but if if the Redskins fans are okay with it. Then why do I need to change it? That's how I look at it because these are the same people who are who are Redskins fans or who are watching DC Redskins fans anyway. I mean, I I, re, I I I respect your I respect your position, but I think thinking about what what Key stated stated before, man. Um, no, you cannot please you cannot please everyone, no doubt. Nope. But for a country that has. Um, that has had so many race issues uh, to just ignore ignore a population of people that may be offended just because they don't bring revenue to your team, just because they're not a fan of the team, they don't buy tickets, they don't buy a jersey, they don't buy that. Uh, to me, it just shows um, it's a little bit of one, a little bit of ignorance and a little bit of... Um, the word that I'm looking for. Gosh, if I can get it off my tongue. Um, it, um, uh, gosh, it I don't know me. what the word is, but I agree with you. I, I don't know the word you're looking you, for. You but it, it, yeah, to, to limit, it, I mean, if Dan Snyder says, 
I'm the owner. I like the name. I'm not changing it. End of discussion. Fine. He's the owner. If you're going to consider the fan base to only ask Redskins fans as if they're the only ones impacted, I think is negligent. They're not the only ones impacted. If I go to Washington and watch the Redskins play the Cowboys, guess what? I'm now impacted because I'm a football fan. If I am buying, uh, watching the game on TV and I'm buying Budweiser's or Bud Lights or Bud Light Limes, I am impacted because I'm sitting in my living room watching the Redskins play the Cowboys. I'm a football fan. And so I think that the, the, the audience of record should be, frankly, if you were going to do that, you got to at least start with football fans. But, frankly, I don't even limit it to just being a football issue. This is a social, this is a, this is a social uh, you know, a, a, a sociological issue of a, 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 a sport that right now is the number one money-generating and watch sport in this country. It's number one, and it ain't even close. And billions of dollars are spent on the NFL contracts and players and billions, okay? And so this decision on how the public perceives the league boils down to all 32 teams. And if one team has a name that there, is a, there could be a problem, and it could be 5%, it could be 2%. Is it worth offending that population, regardless of there being? I mean, they, they may never. They, you know, people become fans. So, is it worth it, or is it is it better to bite the bullet and say, you know what, offending anybody just isn't worth it. We 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 want we don't want anybody offended. That's kind of my position. I'm not I'm not saying K Star, you're wrong. I'm saying I don't agree. My position is. No one should be offended. No one should have to turn on a football game or, or flick channels and be offended at a, mm-hmm. at a name of a team. You shouldn't have to deal with that in this country when it's much easier. You know, Redskins a top five valued franchise, if I remember correctly. They, they got the money to do a marketing blitz and to change the name. The WWF was the WWF for a very, very long time. And this wildlife group out of nowhere challenged them on the name WWF and lost. And the WWF, the multi-billion-dollar international conglomerate, got their butt kicked by this little small wildlife organization. Okay? And so what did they do? They created this marketing campaign and changed their name to WWE, and the slogan is, we're getting the F out. And it caught on, and most people that follow wrestling don't even remember that they were once the WWF. <laughs> they don't even remember. So they can do it. I know that if Dan Snyder woke up and said, okay, I'm gonna, we're going to go ahead and do that, I guarantee with the love and popularity of this sport, whatever name you came up with, you know, the, the, the Red Storm, the Red, the, you know, whatever it may be that you want to come up with, you keep it Red something if you want. I guarantee you that it will catch on, and people will love it. The fan base will love it, and and that'll be that. And in five years, it'll be like I, it never happened. I don't know if the fan base will necessarily love it because I know that there are people who are passionate about keeping that name, just as there are for those who are changing it. So they'll take it with me. I, mean, I love it right for away. For me, if I'm yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, they would adapt. They're football fans. I mean, yeah. on the same token. If you're really that offended too, you don't have to watch. 
I mean, let's be clear. But the thing is, no one, the revenue, they're, they're not losing any money. The Redskins aren't. The NFL is not. So no one's going to confront Daniel Snyder, you know, internally and say, hey, you probably should change the name because they're not seeing it in sales or, or in ratings or anything like that. The ratings, whenever the Redskins and Cowboys play, of course, are always going to be super significant, super high. So I'm simply saying that until the data suggests people are actually going to do something about it in terms of tuning this out, then I don't think that they're ever going to address something like this. But but the ratings, but, but when it comes to something like this, ratings and money shouldn't even matter. We're it's talking still a about a name. It's still, we're talking about on, a name that was business. Regardless of the business, we're talking about a name that, I mean, that racially offends a group of people. So it shouldn't matter how much money the organization is bringing in or, or who are the fans or even if you watch the team. I mean, you, are, you, have, a, the only, you have a racial name. My problem with that is everyone speaking out against that name I mean, are just based on principle. It's, it's always going to come back to money. Now, folks may be offended and not want to watch anymore, then it's affected by money. It's always going to come back to the dollars and cents. It's good to think of it from a rational perspective, but at the end of the day, if it's going to take money away from me, I'm not going to do it. If it's going to bring me in some money, then I'm going to do it. But I, I, I'm going. I'm going to take. I'm going to go with train on this one. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. This, this it, 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 it shouldn't. Ha- this should be a decision that money is not impacting this decision. You know, this should be. A, this should be. You know, and and what are we saying in this country if we're saying, well. You know, it's not worth the money to stop a name that we know offends some people. And if you don't like the name, then don't watch, don't watch football. My, really? That's my, the my question is who? How do we know that though? The only people who ever hear speak out against this are just a bunch of white, white dudes and black dudes talking about this, honestly, frankly, because there are a bunch of people. I remember this list that they had a few years ago in actual D.C. that Dean Snyder had, where there were actually people from, you know, who are Native American who said that they were proud of the name because, you know, represented the time which they were. Proud warrior, or you know, proud uh, Native Americans, blah blah blah, and that it wasn't, it wasn't something that offended them. So I don't know. I mean, if we have to answer your question, there, yes, there there have been numerous there have been numerous tribes that have spoken out against the name. So to answer your question, no, it's not just a bunch of black guys and white guys sitting around in suits discussing this. This whole thing started because there were tribes that spoke up and said, you know, <laughs> you know. I think it's time you guys maybe want to take a look at that name. So, no, it, it, there are. Now, I don't know if it's a majority. I don't, and that's where I get to the point where I don't care. I just know that if some people are offended because, because you're using a term red skin, and many in, the, in that community have said that that is considered a racial slur, and if that is the case, to me, that's the end of the discussion. If that is an accepted racial slur in the Indian community, then I don't, then nothing else. As soon as you say that to me, I say it's time to change the name. And I'll be honest, I wasn't there in the beginning. I'll be honest, I was more where K Star was. I was like, oh, this is the name. They've had a name for 80 years and get over it, you know? But in lieu of everything that has gone on over the last few years, and then we have a presidential candidate out there slinging mud every chance he gets. I'm, I've rethought that, and I just feel like, you know what? I, I think it is time for them to go ahead and come up with another name for that team. I get it. I'm a, I'm an NFC East guy, 
you know, the Redskin, Cowboy, Redskin, Cowboys and Indians, if you will, rivalry is one of the biggest in all of sports, not just the NFL, in all of sports. I get it. I, I know it well. I, you know, the George Allen and John Ridkins, uh, Riggins days, and I, I get it. The Hogs, and I get it. I get it. But we're in a different age now where I think the way relations are and they're already strained, I think it would be such a positive statement if the team came out and said, we're going to change the name. You know, at the end of the 2017 season or, you know, I don't know how long these things actually change to, to intend to happen, but you come out and you say it. And, and you know, what's funny is that um, Max Kellerman, who's on uh, first take, actually says that he thinks that um, he thinks Snyder's going to end up doing it. He thinks that it's going to come a point, you know, s- sooner than later that it's going to happen, even though Snyder has said it's not going to happen. Um, Kellerman thinks it will. So we'll see. Um, uh, moving on, man. Three four seven eight three eight nine five two five. If you're listening to the Madden Voice, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Hey, if you've tuned in and are still listening from the Facebook uh, a live video, thank you. I hope you like what you hear, and I hope you make this a regular Tuesday night date with me, Commissioner T. Uh, pull up your favorite uh, cocktail or beverage. And uh, join us and talk some football. And don't be shy about calling in, 347-838-9525. You can also catch us on Twitter, at The Madden Voice. And like I've been saying, go ahead on Facebook. You can just go in and search The Madden Voice, and you'll see it. Like the page, throw some comments up there, whatever whatever you want to do. So I'm going to go to JB on this one. I'm curious, because we haven't talked about this one, my brother. Um, Mark Sanchez signed. And is with the Dallas Cowboys. And I will honestly say no one saw this one coming. Um, but it has happened. He is there. He was released by the Redskins. Um, he was beat out by uh, Simeon. Um, well, yeah, I mean, Eagles Bronco, first. Bronco. I mean, I'm sorry. Broncos. Broncos. I said Redskins. Broncos. 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 Yeah. Um, and... Uh, he will be. He will be. He was cut from a team with a quarterback that has never taken a start, uh, a snap in an NFL game, to now back up another quarterback who has never taken a snap in an NFL game. It's pretty ironic. But anyway, Jay, what are your thoughts on Mr. Butt Fumble himself joining the Dallas Cowboys? Well, I mean, you, you pretty much said it in a nutshell, and that's what I was saying last week. The, the big story from Denver, from the quarterback position, that he got beat out by someone. But I ain't taking a snap yet in the NFL. As far as the Cowboys go, um, it, it was kind of a no-brainer to me because who else is out there that you can grab that NFL trade? Um, I, I don't know of anybody else that has enough NFL experience that you can grab without having to trade for them. So what I've seen and heard is that they don't expect him to take one snap. He's just there as an insurance policy and nothing else, and I believe that's all he is, is an insurance policy and nothing else. So... Let's just say that Dak doesn't get hurt because I really don't want to have him up there. I really don't want him up. It just makes sense to grab him because of what I said before. So pray that Dak doesn't get hurt. Well, but let's be clear. He will be backing up Dak. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's not like he's like he number two. He yeah, will be, be I, I, up Sunday at 4 o'clock 
against the, 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 the Giants. I agree. Um, okay. Hey, listen. Okay. Sanchez has had success in this league. Like I said last week, he's taking the Jets to, I think it was back to back AFC Championship. He has had success in this league. I cannot take that away from him. But you look at his numbers. He's been an average quarterback at best. 86 touchdowns, 84 interceptions, uh, a one-for-one ratio. So he's not exactly Joe Montana-like or Steve Young-like or Troy Aikman-like or anything like that. Understand that. But at least he brings some NFL experience. That's the only thing that I can say for him. Yes, he's backing up Dak Prescott, uh, uh, fourth-round rookie. I'm just praying that Dak doesn't get hurt and that Tony Roma comes back a little bit ahead of time, if not right on time. I don't want to see Sanchez on the field. I just don't. Because that's a team that can't afford to have turnovers, uh, unlike some of these other teams out there. The defense isn't as stacked as we would want it. You don't want to give the offense, the other the opposing team's offense, more opportunity to score. That's why I don't want Sanchez out there. Okay. K-Star, your thoughts on Sanchez to the Cowboys? I mean, he's a solid player. You know, he's he's he turns the ball over, unfortunately. But the thing is, he has had success. I mean, he's really good. He he's a solid contingency plan to Dak uh, to Prescott. So I mean, we saw the quarterback play you guys suffered through last year with uh, Whedon and and I can't remember the other guy at the moment, but Castle. It was it was not yeah Castle, and it was not hashtag good. So you know, for me, it, it's. All right, you guys get another solid player. Hopefully he won't have to come in, but if he does, at least he can hand the ball off and hopefully not uh, have a butt fumble or anything like that. But, I mean, the guy, you know, he's he's all right. He's okay. He was decent last year in Philly, but uh, I thought it was a solid signing. Train, anything different to add? Hell, yeah. Y'all backed up in the corner with nowhere to go. <laughs> Everybody's trying to pump up Mark Sanchez. Oh, he's solid. Solid what? Solid human being. That's about it. <laughs> Got nothing solid. He was given pretty much. He had the starting job at them. It was his to lose. To lose. Understand that. His to lose. And he couldn't hang on to that. Dude, look here. Here's hoping that lightning does not strike twice in Dallas. You ain't got no storms coming through, do you? Because you damn sure don't need them. Oh, man. Sanchez takes over, if Sanchez has to take over, oh, my goodness, man. Just uh, close your eyes while the offense is on the field. Come back when it's over. <laughs> that, that's yeah. what I used to do as a Bears fan, just in case. Yeah. You know, I, I'm leaning more towards Dr. Train. I do agree with what JP said. Um, who else was out there? That is a valid point. Um, you do need a backup, and you do need some experience in there because um, you've got – I mean, Showers did clear waivers, so he's back on the practice squad. Um, but he has never taken an NFL snap. Um, and then you have, uh, you know, obviously Prescott as a rookie. Um but you know what I find is, so I, I'm more on the side of train. I am hoping that Sanchez never has to enter the game unless it's cleanup time, unless it's, you know, 40 to nothing one way or the other, and then he goes in to, to be able to try to, you know, get some, get some experience running this offense under his belt. But I want everyone out there listening to realize something that may have slipped through the cracks through all of this. Um, Tony Romo was not put on IR. 
Tony Romo is on the 53, which means as soon as he's cleared, as soon as he's feeling, you know, as soon as he can play, he can play. I mean, theoretically, if he felt fine, had a miraculous recovery, he could play Sunday. That's what that means. He is on the active 53. He's not on IR. He's not on short-term IR. He's not on physically – well, he couldn't be on physically and able to perform. Um, he wouldn't qualify for PUP. But um, he is on the active 53, okay? I think people need to pay attention to Romo. I think Sanchez is an insurance policy because of the experience. But I have a feeling that if Dak goes out there – and is average, which is very possible, we may see Romo forced back sooner than they want. If Dak can go out there and be productive, that may give Romo time. Because remember, Romo had a, sin- ser- a similar injury two years ago, and he played with this injury, very similar. And he played with it, with injections and all of that. He played with it. So all of this media talk about six to ten weeks – Nobody on, on, on the Dallas side, and I listen and read every piece of media, their website, the fan, um, Fox, uh, I'm sorry, Fort Worth uh, News. Like, I scour for my Cowboys, so I know everything that's going on. And nobody internally has said six to ten weeks. Nobody. So I think this rush to we'll see, we'll see Romo if healthy – in October or November, may just be a bunch of both. We might see Romo sooner than that. And if that goes in there and can't get it done, Showers ain't ready. Showers may never be ready, frankly, but I see he knows the offense, so it was good to keep him because he does know the offense. And we all, you know, even K-Star trying to be polite, but we all know what Sanchez really is. So don't be surprised. Because Romo is, he's winding down. I don't think he should retire, but it's pretty clear he's winding down. And he's not, there's not going to be many more seasons for him. As loaded as that offense is this year, they're going to want him back as soon as physically possible because this offense is as loaded as it's been maybe ever since the, since the glory days. It is loaded. So pay attention to Romo, and let's see how long he's really out. I don't think he's going to start on, on Sunday. I don't think that's going to happen. But I predict we'll see him within four weeks. That's my prediction. You heard it here first on the Madden Voice. Romo, within four games, will be back at quarterback. Unless Dak goes out there and totally lights it up, then that may not happen. He goes out there and goes 3-0, and 4-0, and well, then there's no reason to rush Romo back. Okay. I've said my piece. All right. Um you know, I, I threw this on the, the agenda because I thought it was interesting. I don't know if my man Marcus is still out there listening because I'm about to talk about your network, but but you know what? I can. Um, for those of you who don't know, and, uh, you know, we are an opinion-based show. There's a lot of them out there. There's a lot of podcasts that do similar type stuff. There's a lot of shows. Um, and, you know, let's be honest, this kind of format, really was probably made popular by ESPN and First Take. They take a topic, bat it around, debate it, discuss it, and move on. They, they kind of made it popular, okay? Many of us know that after the NBA Finals, Skip Bayless, uh, his contract at ESPN was not renewed. 
and he went over to Fox Sports. And Max Kellerman of the boxing fame HBO was brought in to take Skip's place on first take, and they're the new dynamic duo. Skip today uh, started a new show called Undisputed on Fox Sports 1. And the show, and, and, and here's what's interesting, and I, I, get, I dig this stuff. This stuff intrigues me. You know, the, the, the chess match between networks. You know, back when wrestling was, was at two big, big networks, TNT and, and Turner and Vince McMahon at WWE, WWF, and the Monday Night Wars. And if you ever watched them, if you're a wrestling fan, you got to watch the Monday Night Wars. It's phenomenal. Um, but it was intriguing things that they would do to go after each other. You know, send people to the other one, show them because it was paid, and then announce the the results on the air, so people didn't watch that show and they watched their show instead. And it just it was it was really something. I say that to say, um, undisputed one on the air at 9:30 this morning because first take starts at 10. So they're doing instead of doing 10 to 12, they're doing 9:30 to 12. So they have a half an hour lead time to try to get you keep you on their network so you don't flip over to uh, ESPN. ESPN count. By having Max and Stephen A. on, Mike and Mike at 9. And they were on for about 20 minutes talking different sports stuff. So that was their counter. The other thing I, I noticed is the show Undisputed, and I, I would urge you guys to all watch it, my co-hosts, so that you can get to form your own opinion. But the show is a knockoff of First Take. It is an exact duplicate of First Take. They're not even, they, they are doing nothing different than what First Take did. It is a carbon copy. I was flabbergasted to see a very similar looking set, a woman hosting who looks very much, she's actually Jason Taylor of the old Miami Dolphins fame, it's his sister, I think Joy Taylor, I think is her name, and attractive brunette. Uh, and by the way, guys, um, try to be pay attention to the background noise, please. Um, brunette, Molly on ESPN, brunette. You've got the black guy and Shannon Sharp, and the black guy and Stephen A. Smith. You've got the white guy and the white guy and Max. You've got guests. You've got the hip hop opening, Wale on ESPN, Lil John. On, uh, uh, little, I'm sorry, Lil Wayne, not Lil John, Lil Wayne on ESPN, I'm mean, on Fox Sports. Um, again, I'm gonna ask someone please to mute the background. I can hear a TV or something, please. Thank you. Um, so I guess you know, my point is, and even. If you watch first take, there's like a silhouette of them walking onto the set. Undisputed has the exact kind of silhouette of them walking on. I mean, it is a carbon copy. I guess my point in bringing this up on this show is there is no loyalty anymore. There is no there, there there's no loyalty. There's no you know what I mean. There's, I mean I mean it is a blatant 100% ripoff of first take to the point where they even stole the first take commentator. And 
Skip came on, and the first five minutes, you know, welcome to the show. He said some nice things about Stephen A. Smith. He said, I will always root for him. He is my brother. Um, but he implied that over at ESPN, being that as part of Walt Disney, that there were things he wanted to say that he couldn't say and that he will be much more honest and much more open over here at Fox and he won't have the same restraints. That was the implication. So um, I'm going to assume that none of you have seen the new show. So I would ask, you know, DVR it or catch it on YouTube. You know, you got to watch the whole show, but watch a couple of clips and come back on the show next week or the week after and tell me what you think i know you we've all watched first take we all know what first take is all about but really go watch it tell me if i'm wrong tell me if i'm missing something because i'm telling you it is a 100 percent, not 90 percent, not 95 percent. i see no difference other than skip is now on fox and Stephen a stayed at espn and they each have different partners other than that it is the identical show now, I have opinions on what's going to happen, but I'm going to wait till you guys all get a chance, my co-hosts. And like I said, go to YouTube. You ain't got your DVR. If you have a DVR, and you can DVR it and then catch it, you know, when you have time. Or if not, I'm sure they're, they by now they should be uploading clips onto YouTube like most of the shows do, and you'll be able to catch a couple of clips. But check it out. Let me know what you think. And we're going to pause that discussion and pick it up again down the road. Okay? All right. I like it. All right, last topic before we get into talking about each of the divisions. Uh, Drew Brees is asking, Drew Brees, um, y'all know I've never been shy about my affection for Mr. Drew Brees. I absolutely think he is, you know, stellar, stellar quarterback, um, pillar of the community, and a great leader. And um, he's 37. He'll be 38 in January. He's asking for a $100 million contract for four years, $60 million guaranteed. I'm going to start with you, Dr. Train. Do you think Drew Brees deserves, at this stage in his career, that contract? No. <laughs> no. No, I'm not, I'm not pumping that much money in the reason. No. And it's because of his age, or uh, it has a lot. It has a lot to do with his age, okay. And I just think that there is, you know, that team has a lot of holes. Considering the team, team has a lot of holes to fill. That's a lot of money to pump into, pump into one guy, not just one position alone, just one guy. And I didn't see anything last year that says, "Oh, the Saints are around the corner." And, and about to knock on the Super Bowl door again. So, no. Okay. JB, what do you think? Well, I mean, the, based upon the question, the question was, does he deserve it? Does he deserve it? Yes, he deserves it. I don't think the question was, should they do it? Should they do it? No, the answer to that question is no because of their handicaps in other areas. But you're talking about the face of the franchise, the guy that helps put butts in the seat of bring a championship to a city that used to be called the Ain't. Uh, does he deserve it? Yes, but, I mean, he would handicap the rest of the team for the foreseeable future if they do it. Okay, that's two no's. K-Star. 
Will you, re- will you read off the, the number again for how much he's asking for? Four years, $100 million, $60 million guaranteed. I mean, why not? Because here's the thing. Andrew Luck just got paid the highest quarter of any quarterback in NFL history. These salaries always ascend as the salary cap does as well for QB. It's the most important position in all sports, right? So, of course, they're going to be the highest paid. I'm not sure why it's a surprise to any of my co-hosts here. Yes, absolutely, you will pay him that because he's still a premier quarterback. He is the one thing that keeps the New Orleans Saints competitive. Can we agree on that? Yes. Okay, then. So, to me, it's an easy decision. I mean, personally, because he's still, again, he's, I, I didn't see much of a drop off in his play. He was pretty good last year, you know, from an offensive standpoint. The rest of the teammates need to pick up the slack. And you can sit here and blame the quarterback for, you know, the, the salary cap. But that's just the reality of the position. It commands the most percentage of the team's salary cap. So, I would absolutely do it. You know, Dr. Train and JB, I'm very upset with you guys. I'm very upset with you because you are forcing me to agree with K-Star. I mean, I mean no, it's not fair. You didn't hear me, right? No, see, you didn't. I, I tried to interrupt, but I couldn't because I was eating. But I was saying that he deserves it. I didn't. That was the question you asked was, does he deserve to be paid that amount? And I said, yes, he does. Will the Saints do it? No, they won't because they'll be handicapped yeah, but, but if they do it. I'm, not, I'm asking you, should he get it? Okay, should, does he deserve it is a, is a way of saying, should he get that contract? And you said no because it handicapped the team. Well, if you that don't rephrase the question like that, then I'm saying he deserves it. Give it to him. No, no what I'm saying, JB, is, this is make a stand. Does the man get the contract or not? That's the question. Does the man get the – you're the general manager. You're the owner. Do you give him the contract or not? If I was the general manager, I would do it there. So where was the negative? Where was the no from? You said no, it handicapped the team. I said if you're looking at it from the Saints' perspective, me not being the owner, but if you're looking at it from what the Saints would do, the Saints wouldn't do it because they would handicap the team. But I would well, do it because I think they deserve it. Well, we don't know what the Saints are going to do, so that's that, that that's not relevant. What we think, I'm saying, should he get the contract? It's the same question the we asked about the Saints. What's that? So the Saints owner is the Saints. He represents the Saints. What is, what are you saying, JB? Just say I convinced you. All right. So so everybody get the get the toothpaste, put it in your ear, pull out the sugar daddy. I'm saying yes. Get the money. Here. Okay, that, that's what you didn't say the first time. I heard some rigmarole about it would handicap and cripple the team. You sounded similar to what Dr. Train was saying about the team uh-huh. has other needs. And, 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 and the team does have other needs, but I'm just stating what, what I would do since you're asking if I was the owner, I would give them the money. Yeah, and, and I think, I think there's, there's, that's really the, the question. There's no other – if, if we – yes, the team has other needs, and knowing that, I'd still give them the contract. That's it. I, I mean, not only does he deserve it, but who else do you? Who else is out there? Okay, so you don't re-sign him, then what? I mean, that's the going rate for quarterbacks today. In case want, people want to look at Flacco's contract, Lux's contract, Romo's contract, Big Ben's. I mean, you want to look around at any quarterback worth anything in this league, top ten quarterback, top five quarterback in this league, you're going to pay $100 million plus, $50, $60 million guaranteed. That's what you're going to pay now. That's it. And Drew Brees has not had any 
drop off in his career at this point. So projecting forward, sixty million guaranteed, yes, pay him. Because if you don't, what's your what's your solution? You don't have anybody drafted that you you know. There's no Dak Prescott. There's no you know uh, Carson Wentz. There's, you don't have that. You don't have your your. Uh, um, can't believe I'm drawing a blank. Um, Aaron Rodgers sitting behind Brett Favre. You don't have that. So the man that that should be the move. He should he should get paid. He should get paid. Period. That's what they should do. Um, I think, frankly, I think they will pay him. I think for that very reason, I think they will pay him because, frankly, if if your GM owner head coach having this conversation and you want to gamble sixty million dollars. Is there anyone better to gamble it on than Drew Brees, who's last year, by the way, uh, threw for 4,870 yards, 68% completion rate, and a quarterback rating of 101? Hasn't had a a quarterback rating under 90 since 2007, and that was only 89.4? Yes, sir. Don't forget he missed a game or two, didn't he, with a sprained shoulder? Last year, he missed one game. Right, so he probably would have clipped five thousand if that's the case. Which he has done one, two, three, four times in his career. Thank you. So, you know, I, I to me, I think it's, I think he deserves it. I think he's earned it. I get it. He, he's pay, he, you pay, pay. He's earning a contract now, and that's to pay for what he's done. But I also think since we have not seen any letdown, and, you know, let's be honest, quarterbacks are playing close to 40 now. That's what's going on. When you look around the NFL, you look at, you know, Manning. Okay, Manning had a, had a neck injury, but he made it to 39. Brady's still out there. You know, these guys are playing, and, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're playing longer. So pay the man. Plus, you know, he's my fantasy quarterback. I need him. But anyway, um, all right, let's look at NFL divisions. And really, this is easy. I was thinking about how we want to go through the divisions, and we're not going to talk about every team because we'll be here all night. But what I would like to do is I want you guys to pick a division winner. That's it. Who do you think is going to win each division? And if it gets to the point where we're all agreeing, you don't have to repeat what someone else has said. But – who do you think is going to win the division? Based on what you know right now, as we look at each division, who do you think is going to win each division? Let's start with the AFC East. And I'm going to start it off because I can. And, the, you know, one of the reasons I like to start with the AFC East because it generally is a pretty easy decision every year to go ahead and put the New England Patriots in. We have a slight wrinkle this year with Mr. Brady being out for four games. Um, um, so I'm going to say – that uh, New England still wins the division. And, you know, Mr. Brady, um, <laughs> he, he said, I guess he's, he's claiming ignorance, but he peeled off, and I'm sure he did it or had it done, the NFL logo off his helmet the last couple of games. Um, I think he was sending a message. I think Brady is going <laughs> to – Man, to be a Patriots fan is going to be fun after the first four games because Brady's going to come back with an attitude. So look out. He may, he may not lose a game this year as a starter. He may not. The last time they had two um, 
tight ends of this caliber, they went to the Super Bowl. And now they got Martellus Bennett, pretty decent, you know, compliment to Gronkowski over there. Look out. And a hell of a blocker on top of it. Look out. So I'm going to say the Patriots because I can. Um, K-Star, who you got? Yeah, definitely the Patriots for the same reasons. Okay. JV? Yeah, let's go on to the AFC North. We already know the Patriots. Let's move on. <laughs> Train? Hmm. Moving on now. Well, you know what? I'm going to take the Jets. Division. I think the Jets take advantage of this, this four games without Tom Brady. And I don't care how pissed off he is. Uh, yeah, oh, I still don't think it's going to be that easy. So I like the Jets. All right. So take that, JP. Train said the Jets. That's nice. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, K-Star, we'll start with you on the AFC North. Yeah, Pencil and the Steelers. For outside reasons of the Steelers just being very good, concerns, legitimate concerns for Cincinnati. Eifert's out the first month of the season. You know, they lost their coordinator in Hugh Jackson to uh, the Browns. Um, A.J. Green's actually starting the season a little banged up. And uh, they also are without their – Linebacker, whose name is escaping me at the moment. Um, oh, yeah, Vontez Burfick for the first couple of games of the season as well. So, yeah, Pittsburgh. Okay. JB? You know, I was on Pittsburgh also um, for a lot of those reasons, and, and I think just having Cincinnati take that division last year is going to leave a bad taste in the Steelers' mouth. I think they want that division back. I'm going with Steelers also. Train? Yeah, it's easy to pick the Steelers. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna have to say, I'm gonna have to say the same. Okay, it's unanimous. I'm going with the Steelers too. Um, and you know, what have I said for years on this show? Quarterback, head coach. There is no better quarterback, head coach combination in that division than Ben and um, Tomlin. So I'm going with um, I'm going with Pittsburgh. It pains me to go with Pittsburgh, but I'm going to do it. All right. Love you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. All right. <laughs> well, it would be kind of sacrilegious. We just promoted Ben to the level of four horseman status on the Madden Voice, and then we don't go with him to win the division. So at least we're yeah. consistent. I appreciate the consistency. All right. Yeah, I appreciate the consistency. Yeah, we're consistent. AFC South. Uh, let's start with JP on this one. Oh boy, that's going to be a little bit of a dicey one there. AFC South. I'm actually going to go with the Colts just because you've got a healthy luck coming back. Uh, I don't think it's going to be easy, but I'm going to take the Colts just for that reason. Okay, Dr. Train. Oh my goodness, I do not want to pick these dudes because I I don't like their quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I think he pouted. Oh man, um, that's a good of That's a, I, I hate to pick him, but I, I I think it's gonna be Houston. I think it's gonna be Texans. Texans, really? 
Yeah. Wow. All right. K-Star. I actually like their quarterback a little bit. I like the quarterback situation better than they've had the last five years. I'm going with Houston as well. That defense with J.J. Watt, they won a division last season, but they brought in Osweiler. They brought in Lamar Miller. Uh, I think they're ready to roll. I think that they've got the right people in place for them to take the next step offensively. I'm not convinced that Colts off of the line is going to hold up either against uh, Watt and Clowney and, and friends. Now, Kate, I don't, I don't, I don't, do, I don't dislike the quarterback because of his football skills. I think he's pretty serviceable, but I, I just don't like him because he, he fouled it. Uh, he, he won the glory when it just wasn't his turn. How dang is that? Who, who are we talking about? Brock Osweiler. Oh. Um, um, did you say Clowney? You said Clowney. Yeah, I brought I mean, him up, and I don't think the Colts O-line can hold up against him and Watt. Him? What has he done? So, Watt? Okay, that's that's a man-child. I get it. Clowney? Uh, Clowney's done nothing. Like, nothing. He's been hurt. Yeah, yeah, he's been hurt, all right. Yeah, he's been hurt. Um, yeah. um, I'm going with the Colts. Um, I, 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 yeah, I'm going with the Colts. I, um... I think luck coming back, um, it will not be easy. It will be tough. But um, Colts, under luck, at this point, have probably had the most success in that division over the last five years. And I just – I don't think Osweiler is – you know, we'll see. But, yeah, no. No. Um, and, And who's Houston's running back? Lamar Miller from uh, Miami. He's solid. He's a good player. He he he's he solid, but I mean he's not. I mean he's not uh, Arian Foster in his prime. You know what I mean? He's no. not. You know I mean. You know what I mean? Solid. You need a little more than solid in the NFL today. You know what I mean? When you have a quarterback that's coming in that still has something to prove in this league. He he won a few games, but when the push came to shove, he was put on the back burner for Peyton Manning, who pretty clearly still couldn't throw the ball. But this guy came in, relieved him in the game, and won that game. I'll never forget that game. Loved it. So I'm not sold on Osweiler. I like their head coach, though. I actually do like him. Hard knocks last year. I got to – you got to see him up close, and I really – Yeah. I really – yeah, I, I got yeah. – yeah. And they do have a freaking phenom of wide receiver there in Hopkins. So they, they do and, – and, yes, they have, uh, you know, J.J. Watt. Um, so there are pieces to that puzzle, but man, I can't go with Brock over Andrew Luck. If if I'm comparing teams, I gotta go. I gotta go over there, and I gotta say Luck Luck alone is gonna get a couple of extra wins because of his abilities. Um, elusive, you know, turns it over a little bit, but he's not Eli Manning. Ooh, did I say that? But anyway, so I'm going with the Colts. All right, AFC West. This one ought to be good because. Um, Hold on, wait, I thought JB didn't pick his Jaguars. Jeez, this guy's been all over them and still nothing. Wow. Uh, Go down there, cowboy. (laughs) (laughs) They don't have enough to take that division yet. Yeah. 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 Good point. 
Good point, Case Doctor. All right, AFC West. Uh, Dr. Train, you get to go first this time. Uh, well, uh, Kansas City. Okay. Jeez. I think when you when you take away, um, yeah, Peyton Manning, he, he kind of arm kind of died out, but the one thing that he did have was the ability to put the. You know, he couldn't move the offense up and down the field, you know, saying through the air, but he definitely would put them in positions of, of better execution than, than Osweiler. That's why the main that's why Osweiler got taken out of the game. Peyton Manning didn't necessarily come in and light it up, but he put him in better positions to execute. Um I, I just think uh Kansas City is the more well rounded team. Mm, okay. K Star. So unlike unlike JB with how he had the Jaguars love last season before the season began, I'm actually going to take the, the team which I had that same type of love last season before the season began, and I'm going to go with the Raiders because they are a young team that keeps getting better. I love Khalil Mack. He is a ferocious pass rusher in the offense. I think he's going to take another step this year with Carr getting more experience and Amari Cooper having another year under his belt. Uh, I like that offensive line a lot, and I think that they're a team to be reckoned with. I like I like Oakland this year. Okay. JV. You know, as crazy as it sounds, uh, their case style, I'm also taking the Raiders for the, the same reason. I like the, the triplets that we have with Connor, Cooper, Murray. Um, I know that term triplet's been used often, but it's apropos in this case. I like the defense, too. I think they've done some things on defense, and, and I just like the way that that uh, Coach Del Rio is, is getting those teams, that, that team to believe that they truly can win football games. So I'm going to take the Raiders also. Okay. Uh, sleeper pick, going with the Chargers. Um, I think Phillip Rivers is the best quarterback in that division right now. Um, he's got some weapons. Defense is suspect, but I think back to the 2014 Dallas Cowboys with a suspect defense and a Tony Romo-led offense that went 12-4 and and went deep into the playoffs. And uh, I was tempted to go with Denver because of the defense, but with a unproven quarterback, I couldn't get there. I couldn't get there. So I'm going to go the other direction. I'm going to go with a team with really not a lot on defense, but always manages to have a solid offense, always manages with Phillip Rivers. He always manages to get the most out of that team. And uh, I, I, think it's gonna be, I think this is going to be one of the more competitive divisions. But I'm going to go with the Chargers. Um, so Rivers, don't let me down. Brother, all right, let's move over into the NFC, and we're going to start with the NFC least, <laughs> and let's start off with JB. Who do you got winning the NFC East? You know, call me a homer, but I'm going with my Cowboys just because of the upgrades that they've made at running back. I think Elliott's going to have a rookie of the year type year. I think the defense, although suspect, I think will perform when it needs to. I think Dak is going to be able to maintain. He may not be as spectacular. I highly doubt he'll be as spectacular as he was in the preseason, but they don't need him to be 
that type of spectacular. I think he can hold his own. Romo can come back. Both can come back off of suspension. Uh, I'm talking to you, Mr. Gregory. I'm talking to you, uh, Mr. Lawrence. I think those guys come back, put a little heat on the quarterback, and um, I think they can take that division. So I'm going with my boy. Okay. K-Star? Hmm. Um, I think I'm going to go with Washington again. I don't feel great about it, but they did improve their secondary, Brian and Norman. They have Richard Bremen, and they have, um, you know, I think Kirk Cousins wasn't a fluke last season. I really don't believe he was. So, you know, with that in mind, I think that they will be a pretty pretty good offense with really good secondary, and that's usually a pretty good a pre- pretty good combo because they've been playing against Dez twice a year and Odell twice a year. So I'm going to go with, with Washington. The Washington Darkskins. Okay. Uh, Dr. Train. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I didn't even say oh, the name. That's interesting. Maybe I'm coming No, you around. didn't. You just said Washington. Um, wow. I, I, uh, man, I'm, I am all for Team Prescott, but I, I'm going to go with a uh, – with the – with the pick that probably not many people would choose, but um, I think the Giants will wake up. They've been asleep for a while. Well, the vision is that it tends to be wide open. Um, but I'm, I'm going to pick the Giants this time around. All right. And I'm going to agree with Train, and I'm going to go with the Giants to win the division. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was about to say, what the hell? Cowboys, baby. I thought it was for the body snatches. I was like, yeah, JB, go check on your brother real quick. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah I was worried. No, that's all. Y'all just fell for the okie doke. But let me just say this. Let me just say why. Um, I think the defense is going to be better than people expect. We get Tapper in there. They've got um, the guy from Philly, a defensive tackle. God, I can't remember his name. Um, uh, they they re-signed Durant, who was very productive. Cowboys just couldn't keep him a few years ago. Was very productive under Marinelli in this system. Um, you know, I yeah, we got you know. I'm not even gonna talk about Rolando McClain. You will not hear his name on the show again unless he gets out on the field. But um, Edwards and Gregory suspended, so they're a non-factor. But I, I think there's gonna be enough in the D-line to be competitive. The linebacker is going to be solid. I think the secondary is going to be solid. Byron Jones moves to safety. So I think the defense will be strong enough to play 20, 25 minutes. We need that offense to do what it did two years ago. And that offense, I mean, you know, even before Romo got hurt, Dak was lighting it up. Dak was getting a lot of reps. Dak was – Dak, you know, people realized that Kellen Moore was the backup and he broke his leg. So – it, I, I'm not saying I'm glad, but it was really the best thing now that could have happened to Dallas because Dak Prescott got reps that he would not have gotten. He was going to be the number three quarterback on that roster, Romo, Kellen Moore, and then Dak Prescott. Well, when Kellen Moore went down, it put Dak as number two, and so he got more start, more reps. And that was the best thing because now people are saying, wow, this guy's got something. So let's see what happens. There, but with that offensive line that everybody talks about, Dez is healthy, Beasley, Terrence Williams, Bryce Butler, who's a speedster, looking good in his second year, all reliable Jason Witten, and then the backfield 
with Elliott, with Alfred Morris looking like the offseason steal. The Redskins thought he was all done, but the guy's looking looking great. Um, there's a couple other running backs back there. Uh, I think one of them, Jackson. I mean, this yeah. offense is stacked and it's deep. So I think it, this team, it, you know, I get it. Losing Romo, I get it. It's It's significant. But there's enough weapons on this team that if Dak shows even half of what he showed in the preseason, if he can just hold down the fort. Remember last year, the problem, the defense played fine. The problem was we had quarterbacks that couldn't get any points, couldn't make it happen. That was really the problem. And most of those losses is not being able to execute. But we didn't have, we didn't have Dez, we, you know, injuries. And um, so I think this offense is going to be very strong and it's going to help the defense. And I think it, as long as no more injuries, as long as Dez doesn't go down or anything like that, I think they're going, to, well, they're going to walk away with this division. My only fear is the Giants. I'm not even afraid of the Redskins because we've seen this story in Washington before where Dan Snyder goes and, and signs a lot of big-name free agents and nothing happens. So they're going to have to prove it to me. I don't believe in Cousins. Um, Redskins, uh, the Eagles are a mess. I'm not even – I mean, obviously all division games are competitive. The Eagles are a mess. They're going to have to prove it to me. I am worried about the Giants because Victor Cruz is back. And – you know, Victor Cruz and Eli already has solid chemistry. So now you throw him out on that field with Odell Beckham, that could be that could be trouble. That could be trouble. So I am worried about the Giants. But with that said, I'm picking the cow. All right. Um, where was I here? Uh, next division, NFC North. Oh, who should we start with? Oh, Jesus. Um, oh, let's start with Dr. Train. NFC North, what you got? <laughs> oh God, chain kills me. <laughs> Everybody out there listening, if it's your first time and you're wondering why I'm laughing, Doctor Train is uh, he's he's a Bears fan. Um, his nickname Train comes from A Train, the old running back from back in the day, several years ago. Uh, this man is a, is the e that's his team. Okay, so you know whatever he picks against them. It's, Humorous, um, but train is picking. <laughs> uh, I, no, I can't even really ready, give you a hard man. time. You, you can't. We ain't ready, dude. I know we ain't ready. I've watched. I've, I've, I've seen. We made some upgrades. We'll, we'll be competitive, but we ain't ready to take over the division. Yeah, you know what? Let me just go. Let me just ask. With Bridgewater being out, because the only other team to me that had a shot was the Vikings, and now with Bridgewater being out, is there anybody who don't think the Packers are going to win this division? No, I'm just surprised that's where Train got his nickname from. You talking about Anthony Thomas Train? Anthony Thomas, A Train. He know about A Train. What? Why the cup? What A Train? He's the whoa man, two two on the Madden. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And, and nickname and Train's Madden name back in the day was Stop the Train. That was his Madden playing name. That's all you had to do to be me, player. That's all you had to do. Chase thought they couldn't do it, man. They got instead they wrote it for a hundred some yards a game. And remember, I haven't said it in a while, but Doctor Train won the first ever EAFL Super Bowl in Madden. So no matter what happens in the world. I mean, he'd get married, you know, have kids one day, 
got his PhD. All that stuff, all that stuff, that's secondary to being the first ever EAFL Super Bowl champion, okay? I'm just, I'm just saying. Keep things in perspective here, okay? All right. Oh, boy. Uh, all right. Average level of 20 points a game, playing. <laughs> You had some nice skills back in the days, man. You had a nice, you had a, you had a very boring scheme that won you games. Very boring. You had a solid defense, and you just ran the ball to death, and it was boring. And but it worked. I hated it. God, I hated it. God, I hated it. Okay. Anyway, uh, moving on. NFC South. NFC South. Well, let me ask this question. <laughs> is there anybody who don't think the Panthers is going to win the, the South? <laughs> as much as I will be rooting for the the, the, the Saints, I, I'm not picking them to win the division. I'm picking the Panthers. Let's go dab on those folks, man. Let's go dab on those folks. We ain't got nothing. Hey, y'all got to watch this video. It's on Facebook. You might catch it. I think, I think K-Star. Go to K-Star's page. It was on K-Star's page, I believe. Right, K-Star, the guy that was addicted to dabbing? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I love that video. That video's hilarious. (laughs) Freaking hilarious. Freaking hilarious. I told K-Star he should have did one about being addicted addicted to T-Bowling. He should have did one. T-Bowling back in the day. That would have been just as funny. All right. Last division, since everyone agrees on the Panthers. Last division. A little tougher division to call. Um... Actually, a lot tougher division to call. The NFC West, fittingly last, because, you know, you've got the Cardinals, the Seahawks, and then the Rams with their move, now the L.A. Rams, and then, of course, the 49ers. So uh, let's start with J.B. on this division. Who do you have? Wow. Um, For me, it's a toss-up between the Cardinals and the Seahawks, and I'm going to actually go with the Seahawks on this one. Uh, I think they have enough, obviously, on the defensive side. Uh, I think they've got enough on the offensive side. I think Cardinals are going to give them a run. But I think in the end, the Seahawks are going to take the division. Okay. K-Star. Yeah, I'm going to go with Seattle as well. I think that Arizona's offense might regress a little bit. Carson Palmer's getting older. I mean, we saw him play pretty terrible in the playoffs. I don't think it's any given that he's going to play really well like he did in the regular season last year. So, with that in mind, I like Seattle because I think they're going to be steady as they've been. Okay. Dr. Train. I like the Cardinals in this division, man. Uh, Solid defense, solid offense. I like the way they play against Seattle. Uh, Definitely like their head coach. Should have been our head coach, but, you know, I digress. Whatever. I'm SGM. Anyway, it's like gone. But, hold on. Back to what we were talking about. I like the Cardinals. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the Seahawks as well. Um, I'm I'm not 100% solid on them. But, um, you know, I, I think I just, I still can't get behind the Cardinals head coach. I still don't like them. Um, he's got some wins. He's done some things, but I still don't like him. Um, good defense. Uh, I love Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, I think he's, you know, I mean, he, they put him in a slot and he's found a new life and extended his career. 
being in the slot, and I just think he's an ambassador to the game. And I, I, um, I, I was touched last season when the Cowboys and uh, uh, Cardinals played, and uh, uh, Witten and, and uh, Fitzgerald exchanged jerseys and kind of had kind of the same respect for each other. They've both been in the league about the same amount of time, and you know, never get these guys. They don't get in trouble. They're you know, first one on the practice field, last one off the field. Similar type players, although slightly different positions, uh, still receivers, but a little bit different positions. And I thought, wow, that's true. That is a good comparison. I think these guys do complement each other as far as what they, as far as the ambassadors of the game and still very productive late in their career. Um, so, so consistent tough. players too. What's that? Consistent professionals too. Yes. Fully agree. Um, so it's hard for me on some levels because I really like Fitzgerald. Chris Johnson's over there, although he's, he's backup running back, but he's you know he had a good season last year and can still get the job done. I like I've always liked CJ. You know, like you know, man, I just when he was with Tennessee, man, whoo, damn. <laughs> um, but I just think the Legion of Boom, Seattle. I just think they're going to have a little bit more, and I think they're going to win the division. I don't think, I, but I, you know, at some point later in the year, we'll talk about where we're, you know, I, I don't, I don't think though the mojo of going back. I don't see him in a Super Bowl. I don't, I don't see any of that. I just see him winning the division. So, all right, excellent. Um, this year we're going to go back to just picking key games, but I urge you guys to go ahead to NFL.com, pick them's, look up the Madden Voice. That's the group, and pick all 16 games. And anybody out there listening, if you want to compete against the host of the show, um, it's, a, it's a public group, so anybody can go on and just look for the Madden Voice and go in there and pick, and let's see where you stand with myself, JB, K-Star, and Dr. Train. And uh, we're going we're gonna to compete against each other week to week, and I'll go up there and pull up the, the stats each week to see, um, you know, who's doing what and who's doing, you know, just like I did last year. But as far as what we talk about, I think we're going to go back to just covering a few games instead of talking about every game. Um, I think that's just, you know, from, you know, K-Star talked about doing what the fans want based on what I've seen from the audience of the Madden Voice, this seems to be what you guys want. So that's what we're going to give you. So I picked four key games for us to pick, maybe discuss briefly, but certainly to pick. Um, it actually was pretty easy. These were kind of the four best games of the lot this, this season, this weekend. Um, you know, when you looked at rivalries, when you looked at records from last year, and you looked at potential for this year, I thought these were the four best games. So the first game, is Carolina Thursday night. Uh, Cam Newton said it's not a Super Bowl rematch. It's just another game. Um, but it is a rematch of Super Bowl 50, so I don't know what he's talking about. Uh, Carolina at Denver. And let's go to K-Star. Who you got? K-Star? Okay, we lost K-Star. JB, who you got? Well, you think about quarterback play, um, they've got Cam, they've been in Carolina, Broncos don't have Peyton. Even though it is in mile high, I'm actually going to go with the Panthers on this one. Okay. Uh, K-Star is back. Who you got? Carolina at Denver. Cam, give me all the Cam. I think he gets a little bit of revenge. Of course, it won't be the same. But, I mean, you have, you know, I mean, what – what is this quarterback's name again? I know he's a, he went to Northwestern as a seventh round draft pick. 
What what's the quarterback Simeon. of the Broncos again? Trevor Simeon. Simeon. Yeah. Yeah, no. I'm gonna go with uh Cam. That defense is good, but I mean they gotta score points in Denver and I don't believe that they'll do it with this guy. I mean he's gonna have, have a he's got to step up. I don't I don't see it. Okay. Doctor Train. I'm go with uh Carolina, man. Uh at the end of the day, I'm I don't know what I don't know what to expect from Travis Simeon. I, I think um, I think a defense can only play for for so long, and um, I think Cam might have might have taken some notes from the last uh, the last beatdown. So, let's go Panthers. I'm gonna agree and go with Carolina, and this is a statement game for Cam Newton. Um, and I'm gonna be riding Cam Newton this year because. I'm still not over. Um, I'm more disappointed. I'm not as mad over the fumble, the fact that he didn't jump on the ball. That's an issue in the Super Bowl. But his post-game interview, I'm just still disgusted with that. So I'm riding him this year. So I'm picking you. You're in hostile territory, but you're not playing against Peyton Manning. Okay? Peyton Manning beat you. Period. May not outplayed you, but he beat you. So let's see what you got, Cam. Your money where your mouth is. All right. San Diego at Kansas City. Uh, let's start with uh, Dr. Train. Who's it at Kansas City again? San Diego. San Diego at KC. Division like game. KC. Okay. I like KC. I think I'm the winner division, and this is how you started off. Okay. JB, who you got? Yeah, I'm taking Kansas City also. Uh, even though Jamal Charles may not be in the lineup, there's question marks about that. I still think between Spencer Ware and Sharkandrick, um, West, I think it is, I think those guys can, can shoulder the load if, if Jamal Charles isn't back there. And I, feel, I still think Kansas City feels like they got a chip on their shoulder. I'm going Kansas City on this one. K-Star. Going to be a tough one for sure. I actually think this might be a little sneaky high-scoring game. Justin Houston's not playing uh, their best pass rusher. I don't know if Tombo Ali is, but Jamal Charles likely is not as well. Um, hmm. I actually think San Diego comes away with the upset. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be a slightly high-scoring, but I think that the Chargers are more equipped to score points than the Chiefs are without Jamal Charles. Yeah, I'm going with San Diego, too, uh, and I, I have nothing to add. K-Star, exactly, especially with Charles, very unlikely to play. Um, and, you know, yeah, West and the other guy, they're, they're, they're adequate, but they're not Jamal Charles. Um, I, I reserve the right, and we've done this on the show before. If Charles starts, I may go and, re- and change my pick to the Chiefs because he's that, he's that good. Um, but right now, I'm going with the Chargers. I think it'll be a good game. These guys play each other tough. I think it's going to be a good game. Um, all right, we've got uh, the Dallas Cowboys hosting the New York Giants. Dr. Train, who you got? Oh, man. They're hosting the Giants, right? Yeah, it's in, it's in Texas. Okay. All right. 
Okay, Dr. Train. No-brainer, man. A-R-I-Zona. Well, it's a brainer because I'm going with the Patriots. Um, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why I'm going with the Patriots. Um, this is the kind of game that Bill Belichick relishes. On the road, backup quarterback, hostile environment, no one gives you a chance to win. Bill Belichick's, I'm sorry, let's just call it like it is. He's the best coach in the NFL, period. He's not going to be on the field, but if anybody can put a scheme together defensively to keep New England in the game, and then it's really what can Garofalo do back there. I mean, it's going to come down to can he execute. But he has been sitting behind Tom Brady for quite a while. So let's see what happens. But I'm going with New England. I just am not – I can't get there with Arizona. I know they're going to come out and win 10-11 games this year. I'm not doubting that. Uh, maybe more, but I'm saying 10-11 games because they've got some division games and some stuff on their schedule. But um, I think this is this – is, I think Belichick, knowing New England, I mean, as much as I hate to admit it, I live in New England, so I'm inundated with New York Giant and New, New England Patriots stuff on TV. So I get more of that than I, than I ever care to. Um, I think Belichick, it's going to be crucial in his mind for them to get a win to start the season without Brady coming back. They're not going to, they're not looking to go 0-4 and then have Brady save the season. You know, they want to start off with a win, get some confidence in this young man, get this confidence in this team that this young man can get some wins. There's no quarterback controversy. He'll go 4-0. Brady's still coming back week five. There's no quarterback controversy, Percy. Um, but I think he's going to have something in store for for Arizona that they're not expecting. Um, so I'm going with New England. Looking forward to that game, actually. Um, all right. That's it, fellas. We are at the end, uh, right at two hours. We covered everything. Nothing left. I love it. Last final thoughts, guys. Uh, K-Star, final thoughts as we enter in NFL week one. It, it, it's certainly time. This is the best time of year. This is the the adult male and the adult female equivalent to our Christmas. This is it's time to unwrap it. It starts Thursday night. You know, that's our Christmas Eve. And then Sunday, you know, it's it's Christmas morning when we wake up. I'm sure all of us will be up pretty pretty early considering the occasion. And I'm just looking forward to it. And I hope all of you guys have a wonderful, wonderful time this weekend watching the games. All right. Dr. Train. And also Team and Whoop You in Fantasy. We play week one. Who plays? Me and you. Oh, really? Oh, okay. All right. All okay. Right. All right. <laughs> I just did my lineup. <laughs> I don't even look at the opponent, man. What do I care? I, I just get, you know, I don't even look at the opponent, man. I look at my team, bro. So, you know, and I've, I've got I've got two I've got two championships with that style, so I'm not going to change. Uh, uh yeah, I you know, I look at my team. I did my starting lineup today. So, um, all right. Uh, good luck, K-Star, with that ass. All right, uh, Dr. Train. Woo, <laughs> <laughs> boy, this is a lot of deep. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> well, 
No, I have a laundry list of things, but let me first say, looking forward to just the first game of regular season football. Uh, I love my fiance to death because she allows me to just watch football. No backlash, no go through this, no go through that. It's like, oh, it's football season? Okay. I'm going tomorrow. I'll be back in three hours. Knock stuff out. I'll still be here when you get back. So I'm so grateful to just to know my couch. Why is the football? Secondly, my life with Chicago is done. To get the man roster. Uh, the Green Bay surprisingly let Josh sit and go. I really don't understand that. But anyway, we got him. It's definitely an upgrade for our line, even though it may not have been good for them. It works for us. So they made some moves. Still surprised they let Robbie go go, but uh, I understand. Yes, I'm waiting on him to get picked up because I don't see him sitting out there. So I haven't even dropped him off my fantasy team. Um, and yeah, that's it, man. I'm just I'm just glad it's football season again. All right, JB, final thoughts. Well, T, I think you've mentioned this in past seasons. Uh, football season is really short, so enjoy as much as uh, as you can while you can. So all I'm going to say is overindulge yourselves on football, fellas. Week one ain't nothing like it. Because you know what? I'm going to because, like T says, because I can. All right. All right. Well, thank you, guys. I'm going to mute you, say my little quick comments, and I thank you for uh, being a part of the show. And I want to thank uh, – Anybody, especially anybody who was on my Facebook live feed earlier and then came over and started listening to the show and um, maybe even maybe even still is on at the end of the show. If you made it this far, hey, hallelujah, praise God, I appreciate you. Um, but as JB said, football is going to be here and it's going to go before you know it. So get it, get it, get it. There's only 17 weeks, 16 games, and then we're in the playoffs. So not a lot, not a long time. Jump on it, enjoy it. Um, really is wide open this year. There really is no prohibitive favorite this year. So this is going to be a great season, and we're going to be here with you all the way through. So we look forward to it. We'll be back here next Tuesday night, same bat time, same bat channel, JB, Dr. Train, K-Star, and, of course, me, your friend, Commissioner T. I may do the I – I like the Facebook Live to start the show thing. I may do that again next week, seem to get a little buzz. I like that. And uh, uh, co-hosts, if you all want to do it on your end, that's fine too. If not, I got you covered. So anyway, for my co-hosts and for everybody listening, thank you for the support. We, 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 we appreciate it. We love it. Have any thoughts or comments, you know how to reach us. Let us know. Catch us on Facebook. Catch us on Twitter. Remember, the Madden voice, ultimately, where are all feuds settled? You know it. All feuds are settled on the field. See you next week. Enjoy all the games. Good night. Bop <laughs> bop